Episode 114, what we can learn from search engines. <laughs> Welcome to the First Year Married Podcast, where we get real about building the marriage of your dreams. I'm marriage coach Kayla Levin, and I take newly married and engaged women from anxious and insecure to confident and connected through practical tips, real-life inspiration, and more than a little self-awareness along the way. Hi, friends. Welcome back. Okay, I want to bring in a metaphor that blew my mind, that it came from my mind, (laughs) and has really helped me. Sometimes these things just simplify a concept for us and we can just keep coming back to it over and over. So I've been sharing it with all of my clients. I sent a small video about this out to my email list. If you're not on my email list, what are you even talking about? Get over there, firstyearmarried.com. There's going to get a pop-up. You're going to get the Invisible Cape workbook. You're going to get the marriage check-in. You're going to get videos from me. All the whole, all the fun is in the email. Let's just be honest here. Okay. So now that you've signed up for that... <laughs> Let's talk about your brain. Okay, so I want you to start by thinking about the difference between the Google search engine page and Yahoo or Bing's search engine page. I don't want you to go and review. If you haven't seen Yahoo or Bing recently, please don't go because then you'll be gone for the next 30 minutes and you'll waste the rest of your day. Why? (laughs) Why is that true? Because Yahoo and Bing, Google's super clean, right? Google is a white page, maybe the Google Doodle if it's a special day in history, and a search bar. They want you to search. That is what that page is for, okay? Go to Yahoo or Bing, and what do they have is they have a search bar. It's up there, but most of the page is filled with whatever the internet version of tabloids would be, right? Clickbait, basically. What's the goal of clickbait? It's let me hook you emotionally into, right, everyone who goes to Yahoo is going to get something slightly different based on the kind of thing that they tend to click on, right? It's kind of like that guilty pleasure. So where's my clickbait? All that's going to come up, all the different articles and pictures that I'm going to want to look at, whether it's celebrities doing something or the one that I keep getting is like, here's the $20 million house that just sold in the British countryside (laughs) because that's what we know about me. Too much Jane Austen growing up. Right? So like, what is the random clickbait that you get? Might be politics, might whatever the thing is. And it could be things that scare you. It could be things that fascinate you. It could be things that are, again, guilty pleasures. Their goal is just your attention, right? Because they trade on your attention. So they want you to read it and then they want you to click and read another one and another one. This is how your brain is really structured, (laughs) which sounds very mean, but bear with me, okay? We think our brain is like Google. We think that when we want information, we go into our brain and we're like, how's the marriage going? And our brain just gives us the answer. This is not how your brain works. I'm sorry. Here's what really happens for your brain. You pull up yahoo.com or bing.com and you're thinking vaguely about your marriage or even probably if you were just put in marriage, right? No, you open yahoo.com or bing.com and before you know it, it's 20 minutes later and you've been spiraling out in anxiety or resentment or victimization or blame. You just totally went for the clickbait. 
Your brain is designed to respond to what gets a reaction out of you, right? So I've shared this from my own story before, which is that when I was a newlywed, my brain offered up this thought, he might leave you. I responded so dramatically to that. It was as if my brain was like, oh, this might really happen. Look how upset she got. (laughs) And so then I just kept seeing evidence and kept spinning out and creating fear and anxiety that that's what's going to happen. And with my clients, I see different stories, right? That's not always, that's actually very rarely the story that my clients have. Often what it will be is I don't have what it takes to make this marriage work or he doesn't have what it takes to make me happy. But there's a lot of other versions and a lot of the women that I work with It's actually not the marriage itself, but it's the reality of being a newlywed, right? Whether that means that they've decided to spend their first years living somewhere where he can be in learning and so they're not in their normal place with their normal support network or just that they got involved in adulting or they just became parents, right? So whatever the clickbait is there, whatever the story is there, we get a really strong emotional reaction. Maybe I'm not a good mom. (gasps) And then our brain is like, "Uh uh-oh, better investigate, (laughs) It's just like Yahoo being like, she liked that article. Let's give her another one. Just like it. Right. We have to notice the feeling of spinning out. We have to notice that feeling. You know it when you've been online. I mean, those of you who who have ever had that experience, I'm sure this is basically all of you that you click into an article and then another article comes up and then another article comes up and all of a sudden you're like, I feel so gross. I don't even know what I read. I never sat down to read any of this. I was trying to just check my email, right? This is by design. This is, you know, it's not a mistake that that's happening. But you know that feeling when you're like, oh, I just wasted all that time. I want you to start to identify what that feeling is when you're doing the same thing in your brain. When you're just following the rabbit hole, following the clickbait from this anxious thought to this anxious thought. And it's just going and going and I'm spiraling and I, I just want you to notice that feeling of like, of, of stuckness, of you're in the muck, right? Of that story. And I want you to know there's a ton of tools that I teach about this. Okay. So I can't teach all of them right now, but I want to give you one, which is to go back to this metaphor of the search engine, because even on Yahoo and Bing, there is always that search bar. You always have the option to choose to think intentionally. Imagine you guys know those people that like think that whatever Google shows them is what the biggest news is. They don't actually know that there's like an algorithm and that they get shown certain things based on what they emotionally respond to and what they react to and what they spend more time on. Right. And they're like, everyone's freaking out about this thing. And you're like, no, no one's freaking out about it. You just think that everyone's freaking out about it because that's the articles that you see. Okay. We all have that. I don't know. Do we all have that person in our life? So, so That's like you and your brain. You're like, oh my gosh, this is a really big problem because I keep thinking about it. Meanwhile, what are the actual facts on the ground? Okay. So the tool that I want to teach you today is not to take the stories quite so seriously and to use your search bar. You can always intentionally choose to find information. If your clickbait is that this marriage is not working, I want you to go for what's working in my marriage right now and put it in the search bar. And the way that I recommend to my clients to do that is to actually make yourself write it down on paper because there's gonna be some resistance. Your brain likes, I mean, come on, imagine if you were like reading some really 
heavy emotional political article and then you're like, hmm, let me go see if there's like a neutral news site. You have to kind of have that like upper brain responsibility to pull yourself out of the drama to go look for the neutral news site, right? Which you might be able to do, but if it's something that really pulls you in, it's going to be harder to do. Okay. So you're going to have to kind of go with that energy of like, okay, I feel that I'm in the rabbit hole. I'm going to pull myself out and I'm going to ask this question and my brain might give a little resistance because this is a bit more work for it. It's used to a certain way of thinking and you're pushing it into a different direction, but I don't want you to miss this very important part. Your brain can't answer that question with things that aren't also true. So let's give an example of like unemployment, right? So if you're really worried about unemployment and you've been doing some searches for unemployment, you might start seeing articles that are suggested to you about all the people that are losing their jobs in different cities whose unemployment rates are going up, right? And how stories about individual people who really struggled in the job hunt. And you start to create a worldview that no one can get a job, that this is a really big problem, right? But we know that that's not really what's accurate, right? The news doesn't tell you about all the people who are doing just fine. Thank you very much. It's not telling you about the people whose life hasn't really changed so much based on whatever employment changes have been happening statistically in their country. It's just telling you the drama stories because that's what's going to get your attention. So I want you to think about your brain the same way. Just because my brain is serving the story doesn't mean that this is like statistically accurate. It's not necessarily factual. It does give me information about what matters to me. I love this reframe. I got this reframe from my grandfather. Maybe I'll do an episode on that one day. But the things you're worried about could maybe tell you what you care about. I'm worried that I'm not going to be a good mom. That probably means that you really want to be a good mom, right? So we want to separate from the idea that these are like very statistically accurate, important things to get involved with. We want to go into the search bar. I want you to write out, make yourself write five to 10 things to answer the question. So again, if my fear is this marriage isn't going to work, I want you to write what's working in my marriage right now and literally write out five to 10 things. This is the only place where it does vary from a Google search or, you know, whatever, an online search is that you, you will get actually true answers (laughs) or you can't really guarantee that from, you know, looking for information online. But If I'm asking myself what's working in my marriage, my brain's not going to be like, oh, I'm never unhappy. That's not going to be an answer because it's not true for me. But it might be like, you know what? We really do manage the routine part pretty well. Okay, maybe I've got this other thing that I'm worried about, but the routine, we've got that down. Maybe we speak to each other in a way that I really like, right? Maybe I always remember to ask him about his day. You're going to get things that are true also. And so when you feel yourself getting into that kind of yucky, mired, mucky energy of I'm spinning out, my brain's out of control, just like imagine yourself putting down the, putting down the tabloid, going to the Google search bar, writing in a question that will give you answers that will help you. Again, there's, there's so much to teach you. There's so much more that we can go into that is such a joy and a delight for me to go into with you. If you're not yet on the wait list for the next Newlywed Mastermind, please get yourself over there. We are having the most unbelievable transformations, unbelievable testimonials. It's such an honor to work with these women and I would absolutely love to work with you. I hear from you guys. I know this is an amazing community of people. So make sure you're on the wait list so that when the next mastermind opens up, you will be the first to find out so that you can register. 
and have an amazing week. I'll see you back here next week. Bye-bye. Thank you.